This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance. And I'm Sim Muibud. Last year, the EPF released some sobering news, which says that those retiring in about 20 to 30 years will need at least 1 million ringgit to retire. In fact, this amount would be the bare minimum after factoring inflation and medical bills, among others. Um, for those that are retiring in the next few years, it would take about 600,000 ringgit to have a quote-unquote dignified retirement in KL. And when you look at that 600 ringgit savings threshold, only about 4% of Malaysians could afford to retire. So this paints a pretty depressing picture of the Malaysian retirement landscape. And no doubt that the government has to take some serious rethink about its social protection policies and whatnot. What can you do as an individual right now? apart from saving up, investing for the long term, the thought of working while you're retired or after you retired is something that one should start considering or at least think about. So joining me to discuss this is licensed financial planner Joyce Chua. She's the CEO of Success Concepts. Good morning and welcome to the show, Joyce. Good morning, Sim. I'm happy to be back. Happy to have you back. Okay, so let's lay it out, you know, the retirement situation in Malaysia to start. I mean, when one thinks of retirement, usually the picture that comes to mind is relaxing in the couch, brisk walks on a park, relatively stress-free life. But in reality right now, as I just said, it paints a very different picture, of course. You know, of course, this scenario is achievable, provided that, you know, you have your financial plan. And we'll get to that later. But let's break it down right now, right? To be honest, even 1 million ringgit is is the bare minimum. When you say that, it's a large amount of money. But when you think of it in retirement terms, it's actually very little. So maybe you can break down actually what kind of expenditure one looks at and what do you think is actually the real real number that one needs to actually think about for maybe a retiree in Klang Valley to our listeners here. Right. So it very much depends on your lifestyle that you choose during retirement. One million in Klang Valley, let me put it this way, it is definitely not enough. Uh, if it's one million, you probably have to retire somewhere in a smaller town uh, where you can plant your own maybe veg and uh, have some uh, poultry with you uh, and those sort of things. Now, it's, it's important to look at uh, finan- your financial income during retirement in two segments. One is basic living expenses uh, and the second one is discretionary expenses. We don't want to just retire and do nothing with friends or have no hobbies. So hobbies can be very expensive, especially in the Klang Valley. Hence, uh, I would recommend at least two to more than a million, and I think two million to three million would be a better figure to to target for. This is retiring at sixty five and probably retiring at sixty. Sixty, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, living another twenty years, thirty, 30 twenty, years, twenty yeah. to twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, twenty twenty five years. Hence the 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 uh, the importance of calculating how much you need and not at the point when you are about to retire, but to have a goal clarity earlier in your life stage, knowing what is the gap and knowing what to plan for. Because time is an essence and without time, there's really hardly anything you can do about planning anymore. So let's let's not just look at uh, uh, retirement income in, in, in the sense that it is just going to make, uh, make basic savings, or, sorry, basic expenses 
being met, but it is also what you want to do on a social level. Because another 20 to 25 years means that there are, there's so much time that you it's have. It's a very long time. It's a very yeah. long time. And particularly when you're not clocking into work, it's a very long time. And we cannot be travelling all the time or playing golf or playing crossword puzzles. There are many things that we need to make uh, our retirement life meaningful. Yeah, so see, these are the things that I think many people don't think about, right? When they think about retirement. When they think about retirement, the, the travelling and the crossword puzzles is what you, you plan for or what you envision, right? But the reality often is the more mundane things like the hospital bills, the home, uh, the, the, the groceries and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And these are the ones that will actually eat up the large part of your retirement fund. Yes, the surprises. The surprises. So it's not just looking at uh, how, how much it, you need a month for basic expenses, but the, the surprises, your your uh, your medical bills, as you've said, uh, what are the things that you perhaps want to do on a side as uh, on a social on a social side of life? For example, if, for example, grandchildren needing help or you know certain emergencies that you you might want to be there for your younger. Uh, your younger members of your family. So there, there is a whole host of things, not just looking at basic financial living expenses. Mm. Planning early and mapping all those out as a framework is very important. Okay, so what is this framework? How would you map it? Now, um, the retirement planning framework involves, number one, begin, beginning with life planning. Life planning meaning looking at what's important to you, what, uh, wh- where will you live, how will you spend your time, and who will you spend your time with. I think that's the social part what, of it. What, 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 when you say what's important to you, what's important to me, right? What, 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 what kind of answer are you looking for? I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at that question now, right? I know where would I would want to live. I mean, I'm very far from retirement, but I have a rough idea where I want to live and who I want to spend my time with. But I'm curious about the what's most important to me part. What do you mean by that? I see. Okay. Let's look at some questions that uh, that will lead you to answering this particular question uh, on what's important to you. Uh, you know, it, it just may mean that uh, do you want to be traveling and see the world? Do you want to have mm. more spiritual time? Uh, what's important to you? Do you want to continue to work a bit? Do you mm. want to unretire? Yes, <laughs> That's what yeah. we want to talk about. Do you want to spend time with kids and grandkids? Uh, or, or a combo of this? Do you want to do volunteering work? You know, or, or, or religious work? Or do you want to keep in contact with friends? Do you want to keep learning? Do you want to do a PhD? Mm. <laughs> that sort mm. of thing. Okay, yeah, I know yeah. a few people that do that. Yes. Yeah. So so that that is something you have to answer. And unfortunately, most of us, when we do our retirement planning, we plan just based on finances. Yeah. It is about life planning, not just financial planning, but it has to have a wider framework than that. It makes the money that you're saving up or working towards more holistic rather than just a number target that you have in mind, right? Exactly. It's holistic and it is meaningful mm. and it makes it makes sense and it gives impact. Mm-hmm. And what and I think the second part of the framework is that you want to ask yourself what legacy do you want to leave? Mm. Your so values that, and legacy. Your, 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 your legacy. Uh, what what um, uh, And then, of course, the third part would be health and wellness. How do you want to keep healthy? What are the things that you want to do? Yep. Right? And, and it's not just about visiting the hospital, but there's also the physical activities like exercising and everything. And, you know, a walk in the park is free, but maybe you want to do a bit more than that and those things don't come yes, cheap. Yeah. correct. And one of the most important part about health, wellness, is mental health. 
Mm. That's that's more important, especially in times like now. We know too many people having uh, dementia and you know what have you. In and 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 being active, being uh, socially active as well as mentally active in terms of health and wellness is important. And the final part of your framework is financial planning. How much will I spend? How much do I have? Um, does that is that the encompassing of all the framework? Like, is that the conclusion on how you achieve it? Yes, that's right. Because most of the time, we'll just jump into financial planning, looking at how much do I want to spend, how much do I have, and what's the gap, right? That's the normal financial planning questions. However, those questions have not really been thought of uh, uh, thoroughly without going through the other three framework, mm. which is which is what we've just said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, social, uh, mental, uh, sorry, social health, health. as well values. as, uh, yeah, values, well, values life yep. planning, yep. what's important to you. All right, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Sense, brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Weeboon and today's topic is life after retirement. Do you or do you not go back to work? Now, Joyce, we were talking about the financial landscape, the situation where it really seems like going back to work after you retire is becoming a reality, something that you should really consider. So let's spend some time and talk about this now, right, where you are working after you retire, after 60, after 65, right? Is this is some is this uh, something that's hard to do? Is this something that's hard to to, unre- di- to unretire? To unretire, yeah. Uh, uh, most of the time, the decision to unretire or rather go back to work is is due to finances. Mm. Yeah, because they they've they've not planned early, so the gap is unachievable. No matter what you do, no matter how speculative you yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 impossible to me. So let's get back to uh, basics and uh, back, get get back to reality. And and uh, and we've just made a decision that you you just need to go back to work. And and their response is usually positive, mm. because um, they're still healthy. They're they're still uh, the faculties are still pretty good. Uh, and the good part is that there are companies in the right now that, that that's taking in uh, people who have just retired or have retired. And getting part-time income, which will supplement their living. Getting back to work is not just necessary for your financial life, but it's very necessary for the other framework, which is your life planning, mm-hmm. yeah, your, what, what's important to you, and then your uh, the mm. health part Mental and also health. the social yeah. part. Yep. Now, I think after the pandemic, a lot of people are looking at their social network again. Mm. And getting back to work gives them a sense of meaning. And they get a sense of reconnection, reconnecting to the world where they used to belong. And they also have meaning in their life because when they meet younger people, they are then able to share life experiences or institutional knowledge. Plus, when you go back to work, you you, you can also have... Um, uh, health benefits, uh, healthcare benefits from the company, okay, which means yeah. that, I mean, if the company provides that, then which means that you are taken care of mm. in uh, partially in that sense of your medical needs. Plus, of course, definitely we've mentioned about income. Mm-hmm, so that yeah. will supplement the income that perhaps wasn't planned for. Yeah, the income gap that you mm. have. I mean, you still have your savings, but that's just not enough for the next few years. And while you're able-bodied and still able to do it, then, you know, working is something. But what kind of jobs would fit this description though. I mean, 
what kind of examples do you have in mind, right, in terms of retirees that can explore when they retire, but they still want to look for an extra income? Yeah, so I, I know of a friend who has a company. Uh, he hires um, retirees. He calls them retiring, retire, T-I-R-E, yeah. retiring retirees, where they can go back and do transcription work for his company. He does transcription for courts, for companies and, mm. and many other corporates. So they are given training uh, and they, they, they all they need to do is to be, uh, lang- well, to master a certain language, which is basically English and Bahasa Malaysia. So, or Mandarin, I'm not sure, but this is where, oops, this is where the company does CSR work by hiring even OKUs people who have got uh, inabilities to go back to a proper uh, company. So they he hires them on a part-time basis and, and they can get as much as five 6000 income a month depending on how much time they do. So learning to use new technologies or learning to um, translate your uh, strengths, for example, your lingo, linguistic strengths into something like that can give you part-time income and can supplement what you need during retirement. So there are companies like that. Unfortunately, there are not many of such that I've heard of where they hire, rehire people. Uh, but uh, where I am from, Success Concepts, we have happy returns. Most of the ones who are with us are retired mm. and they want to do something interesting, something that's meaningful and they connect with younger people, they connect with um, updated concepts in finance. So that's what they, they do with us as well. So we have a lot of retirees in success concepts. So I guess the takeaway here is that like you, you even though you are heading into retirement, because of the financial situation and landscape, right, it's important to remain upskilled. It's, remain, it's important to remain updated as much as you can, because I think what I want to talk about now is, you know, if I'm great. It, it's very great that, you know, your friend does that, Success Concept does that, right? But in reality, it is quite difficult to get a job as a retiree. So how does one overcome these challenges? How does one look into that, especially when they are looking at their retirement planning now mm. and they see like, look, wow, in the next 10 years, I can't afford to retire then. So I need to do something for another 10 more years, right? So what's the thing that they need to do now then? So that that's where the framework comes in, right? Uh, what do you what what is important to you? So knowing that you have a gap, then you then you then ask what do you want to do in your retirement? Unfortunately, a lot of us don't think about that. We just, as I said, we just think about the financial part of life, of retired life, without knowing what's important to you. What do you want to do in your retirement besides meeting your gap? And and so how do you how do you prepare yourself for that? For example. Mm-hmm. In such a time where we have uh, uh, technology innovation, perhaps it's good to just learn up a new, you know, tech skill, something to do with a PC or something to do with uh, consulting, something to do with even maybe presenting a certain idea. So those are things that we need to get prepared in that framework so that when we, yeah, when we reach retirement and we don't have enough, that's when we can be skilled enough in that sense, to be rehired, to to retire. So I guess the crux of this is financial planning, especially for retirement, doesn't start and begin at just coming up with a number. doesn't start and begin with just saving up or investing. Absolutely. Things like asking yourself what you want, things like uh, upskilling, then is an important part of your financial plan. That's one. And I think secondly is, is that companies need to start thinking about such things. You know, for example, that 
particular company that my friend has, he 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 provides free training mm. on uh, how to transcribe and how to you know do a certain project and earn a few thousand dollars a month. Okay, but I'm going to take the company's point of view now, right? What's mm. in it for me? What's my benefit if I open my doors to an older workforce? I might have to think about like, what if they can't come to the work next day? What if they get sick? Mm. You know, all these things, right? So what's in it for me? Well, of course, the first uh, benefit is you need to decide on your CSR policy. Mm. That's something that you want to do for the society in return, number one. Number two is that, that, is that research have found that, that retirees have higher productivity sometimes. Just as I mentioned, his 75-year-old staff has the best transcribing work uh, in his whole company compared to younger ones. Mm. So for me, uh, I find that, yes, they they are perhaps more, uh, not as active as the younger ones, not as innovative, but they're very mature. They I can trust their decisions because they've gone through life experiences. So I'm looking at having the, unreti- the retirees to unretire with us in that it adds value to the social part of even the company as a whole. And it also adds value to that particular segment who needs to talk to someone at that particular age. What do you think of this question, right, where I think there is this prevailing mindset that the society has failed when the old, the elderly in that community or society are forced to work? Right. I I believe it's, it's, it's an old mindset. I mean, we are all living longer lives. Right, and and we are in an aging or aged society. Some countries in Europe are super aged, aged society. So, and the fact is that we are, we have longer lives and better healthcare. Mm. I don't think the old folks are no longer as old as we think. Mm. So, as I've said, the, you know, uh, the the people people in their sixties are probably the new fifties or even the new forties. So, yes, I would agree that it is an old mindset, and. That's the impediment to a lot of rehiring retirees, thinking that they might be uh, a drag to the company. But uh, to me, that is something that has to change. And perhaps at the policy makers' um, angle as well. Okay, so just to end, maybe focusing on personal finance question. So for retirees that are going to work now, how do you manage your finances as a retiree that's back to work? In the workforce, I mean, I'm curious, do, do you still put money in EPF? Does the companies do, you do that? What kind of savings or investment platform should I look into to ensure I'm secured for the next 10 years? I'm working now, I'm retired, but now I'm working now. How should I manage my finances? EPF is very important still, right? So you have your account a month mm. uh, after working after 60 uh, or after 55, you have your account a month. And then uh, the other portion is having your own voluntary retirement savings for the next 20 years or this so. This is your cash savings yes, bank account, right? That's right. So yeah. the discipline in, in putting aside uh, is, is still very important. So I would say EPF and perhaps also the PRS. The PRS, mm. the Private Retirement Scheme, becomes accessible to one after 55. So it becomes a very good what you call a sweetener to EPF. It's an EPF plus. Compliment. It's compliment. a compliment. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It's an EPF plus kind of account. So that gives you perhaps the spicier part of your portfolio, which is being invested, and then your EPF becomes the conservative part. And I think it's important not to remain totally 100% conservative in our retirement years after 60 mm. because we know what's yeah. the monster you see, that's You can still lurking. take some risks. Yeah. You can. And monsters lurking behind us is, is, is inflation, as yeah, we know. exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, a lot of people have taken a 100% conservative stance and that 
you know, that makes them having not enough mm-hmm. to spend in perhaps their 70s or 80s. And okay, and with that, we've reached the end of our program because that's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to licensed financial planner Joyce Chua, CEO for Success Concept. Thank you very much for being on the show, Joyce. Thank you for having me. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Weeboon from The Morning Run, PFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia your lifetime insurance and takaful partner. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.